This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, howdy there, Internet people. It's Bo again. So today is going to be part one of how to change the world. This video is going to be a lot like that gun video. Um, the first part in that series. Kind of boring, but you need the information in this to understand the rest of it. This was prompted by a comment on Facebook. It's a long comment. I'm not going to read the whole thing, but uh, it was very, very genuine. And the end of it said that other people might need the same information. I agree. Uh, it starts off with downtrodden reached light bulb went off. This is what I've always felt, believed, tried to live by. I'm not alone. Now what? <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, we've, we've been there. Um, in uh, 1984, George Orwell wrote that they will never rebel until they become conscious. And they can't become conscious until after they rebel. Something along those lines. I might have messed that quote up. Um, but the point is that it's a cycle and it's reinforced. The society we live in today in the Western world is very similar to 1984's fictional world. Um, it's not as brutal, it's not as drab, but there are certainly control mechanisms in place that keep you thinking within the box. And you can't think outside of that box until you become conscious. And then you can rebel. The hard part's over. You've become conscious. You've broke that cycle. Now you have to rebel. Now the good news is you don't need a rifle. Um, the message goes on. The comment goes on. I'm still poor, isolated, feel like I'm living in a hostile environment, and I'm overwhelmed. I'm still dependent on government. If I knew how to raise my kids safely and be independent, I would, but I need help to not need help anymore, and I want to help other people. That is a noble goal. Um, you're always going to need help. I, I'm, I'm a pretty independent guy, and a lot of you may know that after Hurricane Michael, I was down in Panama City cutting down trees, clearing debris, delivering food and medicine, whatever was needed. Meanwhile, back here, <laughs> yeah, I cleared all the trees except one it was right near the house, and it was a big tree. Um, about five feet off the ground, it split into two trunks, and when the hurricane came through, it twisted it. One of the trunks leaned one direction. The other one stood more or less straight up. I couldn't cut it down the whole thing at once because I didn't know because of how the weight was distributed, I didn't know where it was going to fall. And there weren't a lot of places for it, fall, for it to fall that it wouldn't damage something. If I cut off one trunk at a time, if I cut off the right trunk, it looked like it was going to go into the dining room, the left trunk. And uh, pretty sure my wife wouldn't have appreciated that. If I cut off the left trunk, it looked like the right trunk would have fallen, uh, well, right behind that camera through the wall in the shop. 
and I wasn't real thrilled about that prospect. So I rattled my network, called this guy Jason. Jason was in the Air Force, and he was part of Red Horse. Um, if you don't know what that is, it's like their version of the CBs. If you don't know what that is, these guys, these are people that you could be standing on the side of a mountain in the middle of the woods and say, hey, I need to land a C-130 here. And you walk away, and a day and a half later, you come back, and, and it's an airfield. How do they do it? I don't know. It's magic. Um, so he comes over, and he looks at the tree. He shakes it, walks out to his truck, grabs a strap, comes in, straps it up, cuts the tree, both pieces, boom, boom, land in this 10-foot clearing right on top of each other. Don't hit anything. How'd he do it? Magic. I don't know. I needed that help, though because I never would have been able to do that. I needed somebody with that skill set. I needed that network. And if you want to be independent, you're going to need that network. Being independent doesn't actually mean doing everything by yourself. It means having the freedom to choose how it gets done. Um, you are going to need that network and you're going to have to build it. And I know you said you felt isolated. Those people are around. You just got to find them. And we're going to talk about how to build that network in the next video. Um, I'm going to go out on a limb here. Uh, you didn't say, but you said I. You used the pronoun I. Um, and you talked about your kids. I'm going to assume you're a single parent. I've dealt with this before. <laughs> when you're talking about building a network, single parents are normally at a loss. Um, I had a single mom that wanted to, to, to become more self-reliant, but she's a single mom. You know, she wakes up in the morning, gets your kid on the bus, goes to work, comes home just before he gets off the bus, spends the rest of the time with him because babysitters are really expensive. Then on the weekend, she spends time with her kid, takes him to the zoo, the park, or whatever. She felt there was no way for her to contribute to a network like this because she didn't have anything to offer because she couldn't break away from her kid because babysitters are really expensive didn't take long for her to realize that babysitters are really expensive and that it would be really easy for her to bring other people in the network bring their kids with, uh, with her and her kid when she went to the park or went to the zoo Everybody has something to offer a network like this. Everybody. Um, but you need to do a real honest self-evaluation of your skills and what you can offer. And you're going to need to know that before you start trying to build the network. Um, going to be pretty critical. <laughs> uh, the message goes on. We need to be force multiplied before we can become force multipliers. Yeah, because that's what that network is. That network is force multiplying. And as that network grows, because when you build your network, those people are going to have friends. And then eventually they'll be part of that network. It'll grow to the point where it's no longer just a network. It's a community. And as you build that community, you're building your community. You're making your community stronger. If you make your community strong enough, it doesn't matter who gets elected. 
doesn't matter who's sitting in the Oval Office. doesn't matter if you hate Trump or Obama. Whoever it is, they're in power. You're going to be fine because your community can take care of itself. You're changing the world you live in. You're changing the world by building your community. You know, people in the comment section joke about me running for office. The reason I'll never run for office, well, one of them is that, you know, politicians have skeletons in their closet. I've got a mass grave the UN should be investigating, to be honest. Um, the other reason is I'm, I'm just a guy. I'm just as corruptible as anybody else that has ever been given power. We've lived under rulers in this country for a really long time. Not sure that's really where we need to go. Not sure top-down leadership is the answer. I think maybe community building is the answer. You know what's best for your community in your area. You know it more than anybody in your state capital. A representative that shows up to do a PR photo op once a year and certainly more than anybody that's sitting in the Oval Office. So, anyway. We're going to talk about this. I've tried to figure out how to build a template to build these networks. The problem is everybody's situation is very, very different. If you are middle class in the suburbs, you doing it's going to be a whole lot different than somebody that is economically disadvantaged in a city or somebody in a rural community where a lot of this, it already exists. You call it a good old boys network. Um, that network's critical. That network is critical. So we're going to talk about that in the next video. Um, another quote from 1984 is that if there is any hope, it must lie in the proles. Anyway, it's just a thought. Y'all have a good night.